Hello and welcome back. Uh, we left off here and, you know, as Paul is just continuing to do God's will and do God's work and he's continually cast into jail and beaten and all these uh, horrible things are happening to Paul, but yet at the same time, Paul is shaking it off. Uh, we're going to pick back up here um, with Paul being arrested again. Paul is arrested again and bound in Jerusalem where he gives his testimony. And the Lord gives Paul a word to get out of Jerusalem. Acts 22:18 and And saw him saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. Verses uh, 21 says, And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee for hence, uh, for hence unto the Gentiles. And thank God, thank God for sending Paul and the gospel truth to us Gentiles. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Apostle Paul. And I thank you, God, for doing that. It's because salvation came to America. And God is giving Paul all the assurance that he needs and all the confidence he needs and all the hope he needs to face all that still lie ahead of him, giving him strength to face it and to let him know that he will not face it alone. You know, the same is true for us today. God will give you all the assurance, the confidence, all the hope, and the strength that you need for all that you're going to face. And yes, you're going to face things as well. Because Paul, uh, he faced many threats for his life. And Paul's desire was to go to Rome and encourage God's people. However, when Paul addresses the council, unrest comes. And there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the chief captain commanded that they take him by force to the castle. And God is going to speak to Paul again, giving him assurance. And God will give us assurance. And yes, the, the great apostle Paul is going to be taking on more suffering. As if he hasn't been through enough, yes, there's more to come. God is going to speak to Paul and giving him assurance. Acts 23, 11, and the, and the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. This will become great encouragement for Paul as we see that Paul will learn to shake it off. <laughs> All that Satan and this world will throw at him, Paul's going to shake it off. Amen. Just like we need to do. Uh, in Jerusalem, there is now a conspiracy to kill Paul as he is taken to Caesarea, Paul speaks before Felix and Paul eventually appeals to Caesar and even gets an, an audience with King Agrippa. Amen. And his famous words to Paul. I like this. I've always loved this uh, part of the Bible here. Acts 26, 28. With, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. He, he sh you should have uh, accepted that call, uh, King Agrippa. But now Paul would be sent to Rome. And guess what? Things will not be getting any better just yet. However, Paul is ready to face all challenges 
God has prepared for him. And just like us today, God wants us all to be prepared to face all we have before us with confidence and assurance. If God be for us, who can be against us? Absolutely. <laughs> the answer is no one. Now we're going to dive into really uh, the meat of where I wanted to get to today. We're going to look at Paul and this shipwreck and the storm and all the things that are come on uh, come upon him to, tonight. That that he is uh, finally on his way to to Rome like he desired, but he like I said earlier, he didn't desire to go in fetters and chains. He did he wanted to go on his own, but he's now being forced to go to Rome, but he has all the assurances that God has given him that everything's going to be just fine, that he will speak, he will testify. And so God is now or Paul is now confident. And Paul will now face a storm and will be shipwrecked. However, notice his response to all of this. He never loses hope. He never loses faith in God. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. I'm going to read, uh, do a little bit of reading here. Uh, so just bear with me just for a minute there. But I want to get the story in and, and let you know. And I'm just going to let you hear it right from the uh, mouth of the Bible here. I, uh, okay, I'm going to start in verse 6. And there were... And there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and he put us therein. And when he had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Sidus, uh, the wind not suffered us, we sailed under Crete over against Salomon. And hardly passing it, came into a place which is called the fair heavens, nigh whereunto was the uh, city of Lycia. And when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the, f the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and sh ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Paul had some special insight here, and he knew that a storm was coming. He knew that things were going to be happening. They, they were delayed in leaving, and so uh, they were going to go into a, uh, a season that, that, that is uh, that they can't it's going to be tough for ships to go through because of certain storms, and that's what we'll see here. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things that were spoken of by Paul. And because the haven was not committed to winter, in winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attend to Phoenix and there to uh, winter which is in haven of Crete, and lieth toward the south, west, and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eroclin, excuse me, Eroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. 
and running under a certain island which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands and strike or strike sail and so were driven. And when being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. They had lost all hope at this time. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Paul is letting them know there that, you know, they that they should have listened to him earlier. They didn't, however, but Paul's uh, giving them assurance that, hey, the only thing we're going to lose here is the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Amen. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I, I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. Paul trusted God. Paul believed God. Takes a step of faith there and speaks out and stands up for God. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. Now we're going to go into the shipwreck here. And it says, but when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under uh, color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of all the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to make meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health. For there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. In great confidence with Paul. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of all of them. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. And when they all and and the, were <laughs> then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in all the ships two hundred three score and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough. 
they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the, the land, but they discovered a certain Greek with a shore into which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up and anchors, they committed themselves into the sea and loosed the rudder's bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made uh, toward shore. And falling into a place where two, uh, two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and go to land, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to the land. Amen. Paul shook off the death threats. Paul has now faced this. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Paul will now face a storm and will be shipwrecked. However, notice his response to all this. He never loses hope and faith in God. I read that. And now Paul will shake off these death threats. Paul shook off being bound and imprisoned. Paul shook off the beatings he took. Paul shook off the conspiracies against him. Paul shook off the fear of speaking before kings. Paul shook off the rejection. Paul shook off the winds. Paul shook off the storm. Paul shook off the shipwreck. Paul shook off the cold. And Paul shook off the viper attached to him. And we're going to see that as we read now what I've already what you already know and, and what you've already heard and here when we say and then when they escaped uh, and they knew that the island was called Melta and the barbarous people uh, shoot us no little kindness for they kindled a fire and recovered us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold that was there see Paul and Paul and now that everyone was assured that they were going to be safe and they all made it to the barbarous shore here and boy they they it was cold and and so Paul doesn't lay down and try to give up and die what you see here in verse 3 is that when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks he was trying to build a fire you know he was getting things going he was still continuing to move and do God's work and we know that that's what happened uh, there came out a viper out of the heat fastened on his hand and when the barbarians saw that the venomous beast hanging in his hand they said among themselves no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he had escaped the sea yet vengeance suffered not to live but he says and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm felt no harm I'm going to keep reading here Let's, let's, let's finish this up. How be it they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after that, he looked a great while and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said unto him that he was a god. <laughs> In the same quarters were possessions of a chief man of the island whose name was uh, Publius. 
who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. And after three months were departed in a ship of a ship in Alexandria, which had wintered in the Isles, whose sign was Castor and, and Pollux, and landing in Syracuse, we tarried there three days. And we know Paul goes on, and he will find him in Rome and speaking just as God had said that he would speak. You know, verse 5 that I read a while ago tells us that God can and will protect his children when he has called us into a great task and nothing this world or Satan can throw at us will prevail when we learn to shake it off. We must learn to shake it off. I would like to note that we are not to tempt God, and people who try to take up serpents and handle them today are doing just that. They are tempting God. I'm going to go to Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read that real quick. Mark. Sixteen, fifteen through 18 this is where it talks about that it says and he said unto them now this is Jesus speaking go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues and they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover you know when looking at this text we see that God keeping his children from harm when doing his will that's what's going on here. We're not supposed to tempt God. We're not supposed to just uh, say, I'm going to pick up this snake. And just because I'm a child of God, and this snake's not going to bite me. Uh, baloney, <clears throat> that's that old Greek word called hogwash, right? <laughs> Amen. But when looking at this text, we see God is keeping children from harm when they're doing his wills just like Paul was. However, we are not to tempt God by doing these things. We are to trust God that while doing his will, that he will protect us from the harm. And when we stay on our knees, stay in God's word, keep the faith, and trust him completely, we can learn to be like Paul and shake off persecutions. We can shake off Satan's plots. We can shake off the arm of flesh. We can shake off sin. We can shake off temptation. We can shake off this world. We can shake off false doctrine. We can shake off political calamity and shake off the things that do not belong in our lives. Let's be like the great apostle Paul and let's learn how to shake it off. Amen. Amen. I'm going to 
uh, have a salvation call here. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can't shake it off. You need Christ in your life. If you've turned your back on God, you need to get back in good graces with Him. Now's the time to call on God. And we know things are not going to get any better. And we need to learn how, like the great Apostle Paul, that when things come our way, we stay in our knees. When we stay in God's Word, when we stay prayed up, when we are listening to God and, and we're putting all our faith and trust and confidence in Him, that no matter what comes our way, we can shake it off. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. God bless you. I hope and pray that you're uh, that you're enjoying this. And please share this podcast. Let people know it exists so we can get the gospel truth out there to everyone. And God bless you. And thanks for tuning in to Podcasting for Christ. Hopefully next week, Lord willing, we'll be looking at Martyrs for Christ. I think I got that coming up next. And we'll do that. And and let's close with some prayer. Dear God, I love you and I thank you for all the ones listening. Dear God, I just pray you'd bless them, Father, dear Lord. If there's salvation that needs to take place, dear God, convict them and get them saved. Dear God, if they just need a refreshing, a renewing, some restoration, dear God, I just pray that you'd give that to them. And give them encouragement, Father, dear God. And I thank you for all that you do, Father, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening. See you next time. God bless.